Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Okay, All-American Eatery, Highway 87. That's the Tahoka Highway. They don't know where Highway 87 is. You may not know where Tahoka is either. We can't help you. It's where the strip used to be. That'll help most folks, most of our listeners. It's where the strip used to be. That's where it is, out that direction. And the greatest food, y'all. I'm telling you, Abel's done such a fantastic job. Great a service that the ladies that are there helping everybody there you know it's all kind of become a family kind of a deal and we love going out there and love the food and uh, named after texas tech former athletes and all americans and it's really really a cool place and so i would encourage you to stop out there and enjoy all american eatery also tie dry cleaners it is uh Dry cleaning, laundry done differently, and I think once you give them a try, you'll be really impressed with what you get from Tide Dry Cleaners. They're at 4511 98th Street and also at 19th hey, and Quaker. Try Tide. You you will not regret it. No, you won't. You'll love it. I really and listen it. to David on these spots because these are good local people. They are. That's Stravlo right yeah. there. Preach on, David. They're good people. We try to, you know, we, we get all these sponsors. I don't know why we're so long on this. What's the deal? Aspirin, if you knew what he was doing. We're supposed to have one minute and then take another little interlude mm-hmm. and then come back and jo- rejoin Midland, Odessa. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, I'll just keep going. Lubbock Sports Medicine. Yeah. What a team of doctors. And uh, uh, these are pros in the business, y'all. Fellowship trained. They've, they've been on locations and, and been trained there. But uh, you go to LubbockSportsMed.com and check them out. They work on athletes, but they work on everybody, y'all. And you'll love the team of doctors. And li- they'll listen to you and work with you and get you the very best treatment for whatever may be the problem. Also, Mighty Wash, the wash, the car wash of Texas Tech. And I, you can't believe how many people tell me, you know, I used to use somebody else, but it's Mighty Wash. They are so much better. I love the people there. They're friendly. They're nice. They're, I think they're one of the only locally owned the, yeah. car washes. I'm yeah. not going to say there are none others. I'm sure there are, but yeah. one, one of the only ones. They are. Mighty Wash. They're the Texas Tech car wash. That's where the coaches go to get theirs washed here in Lubbock and down in Midland, Odessa, too. All right, Brendan, I thought we were supposed to have a minute and then have a little break and then rejoin Midland, Odessa. Are you familiar with that? I bet not. I think so. Okay. Well, All I, right. Uh, we need to introduce <laughs> to Brandon. Brandon, tell us something about yourself. Something interesting. Well, uh, I'm I'm the one that is from Post, so it's been a while since I've been with y'all to produce for yeah. uh, Thetford and Ashby. It's been since before uh, football season, but uh, I was the one. So when Jackson was here, he did a promo when y'all were talking about the uh, – state champion the texas high school state yeah football championships and the uh kid from posta got stiff-armed that's me you got run over you remember that yes. big old kid just ran over uh, hey 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 if he wants to stay stiff-armed you got run over it doesn't bother me he got trucked it doesn't make a difference you really should because that kid was running over everybody wasn't he oh yeah this was like a nfl player out there what's his name so we can follow him through his college career it's uh doug brooks yeah god he had a brother that played on that team too that was kind of lean and fast yes he was extremely fast his brother was really good they had a good network of of athletic family they had uh their cousin is Jonathan Brooks out of Hallettsville, and he's now playing for the University of Texas. So. Yeah, 
And your LCU guy, because you got all your LCU stuff on. Yeah, and I think you he, broadcast. Do you broadcast the LCU games? Yes, I do. Yeah. The basketball. Boys and girls? Yes, but we, we do both of them. Okay, good. Who else does it with you? Uh, a, bu- a bunch of students at LCU. So oh, it's, okay. a, it's a network of students. So like today, I'm producing the LCU games. They're playing Western New Mexico. Well, I'll go get my LCU cap so. during the break. That'd be good. That'd be yeah. good. Well, that's great. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's set up in there, but we I, you'll probably see it. We got a minute where I do spots, and then I come back, and we play a little music, and then I come back. We rejoin Midland Odessa. That first minute, we're not with Midland Odessa. I don't seem. I don't know why. Okay. Now, now it all makes sense. We're we're caught back up. We're getting back in the motion. <laughs> <Okay. of things. laughs> Where'd Jackson go? Jackson left. He's gone. I think he went to Dallas. Or yeah, something he did. Like that. He, he did. did Dallas area. Yep. All right. Anyway, well, we're good. We got Coach on the phone yet? All right, go ahead and get Coach on, and we'll talk to Coach Wes Kitley about a lot of things. The Breakfast Club had a couple of questions for Coach Kitley, and I'm going to try to remember them. Those guys go there every day for breakfast or just Their first question, every Saturday. Their first question was, what the hell is wrong with Tech basketball? That was it? Yeah. So that you were they, talking. They hadn't jumped off the bandwagon. They're oh. not pink raiders. They're just oh. frustrated red raiders. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we got a big track meet today. I know. And it's the Corky Classic. I need to get that mirror. I mean, this, this out of the way so you can see. Corky Classic. Yeah. I got one of those T-shirts, too, but I forget to wear it. Well, you don't. Uh, I'm not the a theme, energy a theme dresser you're not, you're like you. I'm not a theme dresser. Yeah have your theme dressers i watched the video again though of uh the tribute they did to corky and gerald talking and all and coach kitley talking that was fun yep. coach is with us coach west kitley thank you for doing this hey, good, good morning guys you're welcome hey, I, we're just talking about corky are you going to have a, a what do they call them funerals instead of a funeral a funeral where you have it before you <laughs> pass away Oh, <laughs> you gonna do one of those, Coach? I don't think anybody can top Corky's. I no. tell you, I don't even know why we'd try. <laughs> yeah, it'd be deal. embarrassing, wouldn't it, Coach? When you you're there with like two or three people. Yeah, yeah. When you got just a few friends, and then uh, Corky had hundreds and hundreds of his. So. Oh, he did. It was amazing. Well, instead of doing mine at the uh, at the arena at the Coliseum, I'm just gonna do mine at the house. Yeah, there'd be plenty of. You think Plenty Terry? Uh, you think Terry will come? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she might be busy. All right. This I know this is a big week for you, uh, getting the track season started, but also honoring Corky. But uh, tell everybody what's going on this weekend. Yeah, I just love it. This is the sixth year since uh, Corky's passing, and wow. we can. Uh, it just seems like yesterday, doesn't it? And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's my favorite meet because I get to honor him and get to remember his uh, times that we had. And, and guys, I, I really probably imagine I don't even know y'all if it wasn't for him. You know, even even yeah. you two. That yeah. might be right. luncheons, how we got close. And, uh, you know, I, I just tell you uh, what he meant to me and what he still does. And I just want to keep his memory alive. And as long as I'm here, this meet's going to happen every time we have a first meet of the year. Isn't that yeah, great? That's great. Appreciate and, you doing that. And what a wonderful facility to have it in. Oh, it's beautiful, and he was so proud. You know, uh, he didn't get to see the finished product, but he, he got to see it being built. I walked him through it, and uh, so he knew what was going to happen, and uh, just incredible. 
Yeah. What should folks expect this weekend? And what's happened so far? Well, we we uh, we have we have five meets at home, and we have three in a row, and then we take a week off, and then we have two more before the Big Twelve. And this is our get the rust off meet, and so I let a lot of small. Baylor is here is a big D one, and they got a really good team. And then it's just uh, you know it's Lubbock Christians, it's Whalen, it's uh, uh, West Texas A&M, Angelo. We have a lot of small mid majors, uh, but it's just perfect for the first meet. And I let a lot of people in. Uh, it'll be it was just packed last night, and it'll be packed today. And uh, we're just hoping to God say get the rust off, let kids start competing. And uh, I think we're going to have some good things. We we had kind of the uh, the B team last night. We have so many heats of the 200 and the 400. So you'll see the premier more today. Uh, we have a really good pole vault, and we've got triple jump and the 60, 60 hurdles, 200, 400, 800. There ought to be some really good competition today. And we're really good again this year, aren't we? We better be. <laughs> <laughs> It's expected we now. Healthy and uh, and get them going. Yeah, I'm really excited about both men's and women's. Our men's team should be really good. Got a lot of depth in this team. Our women's team is real good with five or six really quality girls. So uh, we don't have a lot of room for error there, but we can score big at the national meet if uh, we get the right people there. Hey, coach, uh, I, I, it's it's kind of good you, those expectations that people have now with winning the national championship and i know you've got those same expectations don't you and that's fine you want to be in that position where people expect you to be great every year no no doubt i'm, I'm so proud of, of where we were and then where how far we've come you know this is my 24th season oh, wow. and, uh, i can't believe that where we started we're dead last in the Big 12, and uh, to be able to, to win, you know, 10 Big 12 championships so far, the national championship, and 15 top five rankings. And, you know, I feel like that hmm. now when people think of Texas Tech track, they, we're one of the players, and that's what I'm so proud of. Now, is, is any of this construction over at the football stadium affecting you at all, or is it just – you're getting to watch well, it up close, aren't you? Well, they they wiped out my beautiful Spike Dykes uh, office, so uh, <laughs> that's gone. I'm never going to have that great a view to, to watch the games again. That whole building is down, as you guys know. Oh, yeah. But I'm up in the. We are presently being housed in the in the suites on the second floor, so I'm in the AT and T suite, which is phenomenal. I'm just not going to be able to watch any football games out of there, so. They're building on the southwest corner. You'll see it tore up. They're, they just about got it tore down and they're going to pour concrete. But we're going to build offices on this southwest corner of the indoor. So my office and my coaches will be moved into the uh, indoor facility. Okay, on the southwest corner behind the indoor, like to uh, well, be on the it's it's on the side of the Fraser Pavilion, but down on the south end. Yeah. Well, that, there's, there's room for that, right? There's plenty of room. It's long and Yeah, long and slender, but it's going to be kind of a long, uh, you know, we're going to have a meeting room. We're going to have a uh, a lounge area, and then every coach will have an office, and it's it's going to be nice. Uh, and it, it'll we'll have windows that overlook, or not overlook, but look out uh, into the indoor facility. So, uh, oh, wow. And all yeah. of it is can be built outside. It's not a portion of the inside track. So all the work they're doing won't bother us while we run. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that helps. Yeah. And you said your future office is going to be where you're looking into the indoor facility. 
That is correct. Oh, that's wonderful. How about baseball? Where's Tim and the boys going to be over at baseball? I get. I I honestly don't know. Okay. Uh, I think maybe they're staying where they are, and then they're just getting really new dressing rooms and and all that. But I could be wrong. Yeah, and they're pretty far along on that too. So they are way way far on. I think they're doing really good on that. And the same company is doing mine. That's doing theirs, and they've got to get mine done before the first football game. <laughs> so okay. we'll be uh, up in the AT and T suites. Hopefully, they'll get it done sometime yeah. this summer. You was know, that, people come back after 10 or 15 or 20 years, and they're just amazed at the changes in tech. I know it. Well, let me tell you, people that were here two or three years ago will be able to come back and go, good gosh, I've only been gone yeah. two years. I know it. I drive by there, you know, going to church on Sunday, and I look over there every time, and I just, it just blows me away. Well, I still expect to well, see the Coliseum. You can't believe the work that's already been done on this new $220 million South you know, end zone football. Yeah. I mean, they're getting after it. I mean, they're digging down and taking everything out. All the, all the buildings been taken out. And I mean, they're going to start on that bottom floor, you know, as soon as they get things going. So plumbing and everything they got, I mean, it's going to be all new. That's going to be it's so great. Be all new. So great. Yeah, well, let me ask you about, uh, football now. The, uh, how's okay. Zach had a, we really finished up great, didn't we, Coach? He had to be so proud. Uh, I'm I'm proud of what we did this year. We, you know, we're the only Big 12 team that ended the season on a win and the only one of two yep. that even won a bowl game. And uh, what a great finish that we had, and I'm really proud of what they did. Yeah, I, I, I'm really proud of him. Uh, you know, I'm so proud that he's here, of course. Uh, we just couldn't be happier. And, and, you know, it was a tough year for an offensive coordinator to have three different quarterbacks and, yeah. and an offensive line that was patchwork. And I feel like it was one of the greatest uh, jobs he's done figuring out, you know, those last four or five ball games. I mean, our running game and our passing game and everything, I mean, we, we just started clicking a little bit. And then, uh, man, when you can finish the season off like that, it just gives them so much uh, momentum going into the next one. Well, Dr. Dean and the Breakfast Club, one of their questions for you this morning was uh, Zach's obviously having opportunities to go to other places, and some of those other places probably have a better football name right now than Tech. Now, maybe not in two or three years from now, but uh, has Zach signed his contract yet? <laughs> well, I think he has, but I'm not positive. I think Jonathan Boutros was finishing it up. And uh, I believe they got that done Friday. I'm not sure if he signed it, but I'm pretty positive that he did. So okay. uh, I, I know it's done, and I know he's uh, ready to go to work. And we know he wants to be a Red Raider. Yeah, he wants to be here. No, he does. And, you know, me and, me and Mama, we're just cringing every time somebody calls. So, <laughs> <laughs> leave him alone. Him here and, yeah, leave him alone. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just incredible what people are paying out there and – uh, I guess the coordinators are the, you know, whether your defense or offense, you have such opportunities. But when he made the decision to come here, you know, he had Miami waiting to interview. He had Auburn waiting to interview. And then when Joey called, he just said, forget it. Guys, this is where I want to be. This is home. This is my school. And I want to be here. And then he's here. And then he's got, I think it was six people, six big-time schools that called him again and offered him a lot more money. But – you know, he wants to be here, and uh, I just just hope that uh, we can turn this thing around and have another really big year for him and, and, and our Red Raiders because it's, it's just getting fun around here right now. Well, it's not like he's not making good money here. I mean, can you believe what these what coaches 
what what's happened the amount of money that's out there can for, you believe how much they pay you coach yeah how much do they pay you <laughs> no, well, no, I I totally agree with you. I, I I think it's just incredible, and that's the way he's been. Yeah. But when you got people calling you, offering yeah. you double of what <laughs> oh, you're no. making, well, it it at least oh. makes a, a young person. You know, it's not going to change me. Yeah. But it, uh, you know, you're talking about two or three million more in three years somewhere else. Uh. Well, it, it, it's going to get at some point. You know, you. you you, you got to look at that, but well, hey, it's not for a while. Listeners, <laughs> welcome to the future because that's the way it is with coaches, but it's also the way it is with the athletes. Yep. You know, it's going to be that's, hard to yeah. compete with the Georges and Alan. We've always been hard to compete with them, but there's lots of schools that have more money, and that's that's what we're going to run into. And and you best yeah, get you used know, to Zach it. Zach wants to be here. He he wants to. He doesn't want to leave for another offensive coordinator's job. He, he yep. loves this place, but – uh, you know, someday he wants to be a head coach, and I think uh, we would love for him to stay here until that time happens, and I think that's what he, he's planning on doing. Coach, we got uh, about 30 seconds. Tell us about what time the track meet starts and 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 all. And how much does it cost? Ten bucks to get in? I believe so. You know, that's out of my I'll pay grade. But uh, we do start at 11, uh, and we'll go to about 530. There's some prelims at 11 starting. And then so if you want to see some – to get here around 12, you're going to see all of the finals of everything. Okay. And uh, Corky, we're going to honor Corky. We have that, that – what you saw on video will be put on the screen again. Good. And uh, I just love it. I get a chance to see it. him again on the screen and uh, and honor him again. We'll hey, see you, coach. coach. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Very much. You bet. Take care, guys. Appreciate you all. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Medicare Solutions of West Texas. And uh, Lori Kasler and Tanya Blackburn. And I'm telling you, they have uh, just grown this business and it is booming because they're very knowledgeable. They understand the Medicare, all phases of it. And they're local right here where you can go talk to them. I've got a guy coming in for an appointment. Uh, he's coming in Tuesday. He says, well, could we make it a little later? I'm going to Medicare Solutions of West Texas <laughs> before, because he, tur- he just turned 65. Yeah. And he's wanting to get it all figured out. Well, this is the and, place to go. And you don't, you don't have to call a number and sit on hold for hours. You can just call them, get you an appointment, go in and see them, and you'll love working with them. They're, just, they're fun, yeah. and they're very Good knowledgeable. Folk. Medicare Solutions of West Texas. Yeah, there you have it. All right. Oh, well, let me put my headset on because we've got a special guest. First time we've Dr. had him on Mike today. Justison. Hey, Gus. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, before we before we wander off, which we're very capable of doing, do you mind yep. uh, telling us again about the first pitch lunch and who they need sure. to talk to and how much sure. it is and how you get a table and how you get to go to that fancy before thing thing yeah the ones that want to go meet meet josh young get a picture get an autograph what ends up happening a lot of times is the folks going "Ooh, i want to take little junior over there to get a picture with josh young and so there's a lot less less folks our age in there a few folks our age are going there and just say hi to him and wish him well but a lot of times they'll bring a kid in there and get an autograph and stuff so that ends up being neat but you bet <laughs> hey, do you have a time set aside if Josh wants to get get uh, our autographs? No, no, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, how, what, what are we gonna? He'll he'll be disappointed. Right. Just wondering. Hey, this broke me up over that. Um, 
The uh, yeah, Jan- t- Tuesday, January twenty fourth. Uh, a the meet and greet with Josh will be eleven to eleven forty five over at the Civic Center in the banquet hall, and then the actual luncheon from I may mean, think the doors open to the banquet hall at eleven thirty, and we'll be out of there twelve fifty five probably. You know, we're usually pretty good about being on time. Yeah, y'all um, are. Yeah, Emily. Emily Jones and Josh will be the guests from the Rangers and Coach Blackwood and Coach Tadlock will be my other, be the interviews that I do on stage. So we'll get to preview and let those guys talk about what they have going. Um, but yeah, the tickets and, and, uh, and Coach Ash, if somebody knows you and wants, to, you can take a picture of that form that you did. You like, you sent it to me last, you can take a picture of yours and text it. You can send them to me and I'll text them a picture of that thing, whatever. I just need to get the form in their hand so they know if they want to yeah. buy a table of eight for 300 or buy a table of eight for 500 to get yeah. you to get you, get you tickets into the Josh Young deal and a ticket up or a table up closer to the front or front. And then, uh, or you can just do individual tickets like 25 for the luncheon and 25 for the meet and greet. So, uh, or you don't have to do the other one, just do the, just do the luncheon or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty affordable. Yeah. Well, you know it's baseball season when we have the first pitch it's lunch. exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and then the cool thing is this, uh, you know, this the proceeds from this, obviously the College Baseball Foundation, who checks made out to and that kind of stuff, but we direct this money to the Brooks Wallace Award specifically and get, get the next year's trophy ordered from this little fundraiser because this little fundraiser will make, oh, I don't know, some some, some years it'll get up around seven or 8000 and. Some years it'll be down around two or three thousand, and I think that trophy is about thirty six hundred bucks. And shipping it around is probably another couple hundred dollars. And flying the Brooks Wallace Award winner to wherever we're presenting the award, which is Omaha this year. Oh um, wow! Yeah, so you know it ends up if we can raise four thousand, five thousand dollars, then it'll it'll just take care of that cost and get it out of our way. And it's something that I think is near and dear to folks in Lubbock and Red Raiders and all that, I, I uh, you know, if, if, if you were wondering, well, what's my money going to, it's, it's going to something pretty good. It allows us, it allows us to pay for that. So, and those of you who knew Brooks Wallace, well, yeah. probably would, I hope you'd think that's money well spent and a good little luncheon and just all around good stuff. So, well, the proud of it. tracks, tracks honoring Corky today and, and yeah. uh, baseball's done a good job of, of honoring Brooks. I think I told a, a quick story about how the team just sort of crumbled after Brooks passed away, but I yeah. don't think I said Brooks. I think I said my assistant, and I should have said Brooks Wallace because anytime you can say somebody's name that we want to remember, and we certainly want to remember Brooks, and and like I say, Track certainly wants to remember. Well, Tech in general wants to remember yeah, Corky. Sure. So, yep. without a doubt. All right, the Breakfast Club, Doctor Bill Dean, and the sure. bunch wanted to know uh, about our pitching this year. And since basketball's 0-4 and, and all, everybody's starting to talk baseball already, and I'm not giving up on basketball just yet. But uh, it's probably not too early to just talk about. I said we got a bunch of good right-handers and a couple of good left-handers. Was I right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good detail breakdown right there. Yeah. <laughs> what else you need to the, know? Uh, yeah. Mason Molino will probably be the, the headline name that's back. You know, Mason pitched mm-hmm. a bunch last year. He was is a left-hander. And I, I don't know if they're going to strut, but I would, you know, if he's pitching on Friday or at least Saturday, I won't be one bit surprised. Um, he And so, 
Then the other one, the other one that came in, well, and then Brendan Girton's back. Now, Girton missed basically all of conference last year. Um, hard thrower from up there in Shattuck, Oklahoma, you know, population, I don't know, 200, 300. It's amazing that a kid like this, I mean, you still see kids coming out of teeny tiny little towns that are out in the middle of nowhere. You know, most of the time, if they're in a little teeny town, that's well that he goes into Dallas and plays summer ball or he goes into a town nearby and plays summer ball. This kid, he's out in the middle of nowhere, but Girton's story's been well told, but he'll be a drafted guy this year. He had a shoulder thing last year, pitched off all, snowing hard, everything. So Girton will be in the mix again. <clears throat> and then uh, um, Owen Washburn's brother, you know, our right fielder last year, his his brother Jack has transferred in here from Ole Miss, so I guess he's got a national championship ring somewhere. They probably <laughs> mailed it to him. But he uh, and he's also been a Team USA guy. <clears throat> he's a hard throwing right hander, and uh, he will be in the mix. And so there's there's three pretty good ones right there, and, and you know that's not enough. But those are the three headliners, and those will be the three that I would guess are weekend starters. But I, you never know. Tim and those guys may take Girton or one of them and, and push him to a, you know, kind of that two or three inning reliever role and have him throwing twice a weekend that way. So we'll, we'll see. But I think, you know, Bo Blessy's still around and Bo's, uh, Bo's dad was the old Odessa college baseball coach and him and Bo Blessy and Ty Coleman are, you know, Midland Odessa and they're, they're both still back for their 53rd year of college baseball. And, uh, and uh, yeah, should then both both should figure into the bullpen fairly prominently. So there are not there are no love of guys on this roster, but some two oh, Midland wow. Odessas. Yeah, two Midland Odessas. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I guess I'm a little surprised. That there's almost always a love guy or two. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, okay. yeah. Once I guess once Fulford graduated, we've we haven't had one. I don't think. I hope I'm not forgetting somebody somebody might text me and go hey you dummy you mm-hmm. forgot about old so-and-so but i don't i think we're yeah and i don't you know and i don't know enough about it it's, it's not my ball of wax to know who's 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 coming who's you know like well there's a junior over at monterey that's really good i, I just don't know enough about all that kind of stuff i don't know if there's where if there's players that tech's interested in where they are but um you know, I hadn't kept up with high school baseball in a while in the area, but but maybe maybe we're going through a little drought, a little here. dry patch, yeah, a little, yeah. little talent talent drought. Yeah, yeah I don't know, um, but um, yeah. So, I, and I think the the other the other narrative around, I think I've answered the breakfast clubs question there about pitchers. There's three sort of headline names. Um, <clears throat> I would consider them three anchors to the thing. But the other thing that's interesting, there's a kid named Will Burns. We talked about him a couple of times this week Will on the Burn. show. That, yeah, but <laughs> separate them. Will Burns, you could still do it that way. And they're probably duck, dugout jockeys that'll do that to him. Yeah. Right? Um, but Will, this past fall, was enjoying his senior year in high school <clears throat> in California and playing quarterback. And in the spring, he is a prospect to play shortstop for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. He graduated at Christmas, and he's here. So instead of – Well, he's uh, actually a high school senior Yeah, that might be a, skilled yeah. enough 
You you start at short. What's his name again? Will Burns. Burns. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, Will so Burns. he's a new this... face. Yeah. The, there was a lot of talented freshman position guys. I think I've said that with you, and I know I've said it on our show. Just you know, I ain't running running through a bunch of names, but just the the things that the guys that sort of pop are the are the true freshmen that are talented. You know, there's a talented group there. Um, you know, and a bunch of them were doing things. You go, man, I think there's several good position guys in this freshman class. And that's not to say there's not good pitching because there's one or two. And one of them was a drafted pitcher that's in this group. But the hitter, the hitters flash just because you're like, who's that guy? And you don't know their name. And then they hit one into the trees out there and you go, oh, okay. You know, so he could have hit it off of lupus. I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. still but, hit you know, it. So, yeah, he still hit it. So I, I think they're going to have a lot of new faces in position in the in their position group. You know, who's who's playing left and who's playing second and all that kind of stuff. But then that was coming out of the fall, and then you introduce Will Burns into there, this talented kid. You know, I think he's six one, one ninety. Uh, he has aspirations of trying to play both baseball and football. Here, it'll be hard for him, as you know, as a baseball first thing. And I don't mm. know that exactly how that's going to be approached but i know that right now he's here to i can't imagine that working out i I can't either but i you know i salute the effort and they get if nothing else it gives us an indication of what he's like athletically because i think i think mcguire and kitley got involved in the recruitment of him to say yeah well you know we'll give you a shot or whatever it was and so which is good and so um, I'm intrigued by that part of it the first time I lay eyes on him just because I want to see the new guy, you know, see the high school senior. Yeah, I want to see a high school senior that's, yeah. you know, Good enough six to... whatever yeah. and almost 200 yeah. pounds for one thing. Yeah. And then that uh, skips his senior year. Wow. Well, and you, you know, Tech doesn't do that. Um, and I suspect that he was going to be drafted and draftable, not a first round multimillion guy. But I suspect that this was their way of getting him to college, getting three years out of him. So if the kids, you know, if the kids are motivated to get a degree and all that stuff, he can do that. But he's actually starting his draft clock a year. Mm-hmm. Later. I've got a feeling so he's probably not a youngster for his grade. Right. He's probably yeah, one he of the may older, not be. That's older true. Kid, he, he, you'd think. he may not be seventeen. But yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> the, the, but the other side of it is you don't. If you're on the coaching side of that, if you're on the team side of that, you don't agree to it. If it's like, hey, yeah, come on in, you can sit down there at the end of the bench and eat sunflower seeds. No, that's right. That's right. Not not a, not as an underclassman like that. And so I, I'm just fascinated, and I'm, you know, we we know Tim knows what he's doing with that kind of stuff, and J Bob and those guys. So he's the he's the most interesting thing to me about them right now. But he may not be the difference between winning the you know winning games and winning the Big Twelve or whatever. But he's a uh, all right, Gus, we've only got three minutes left, and I want you to talk about two other things really quickly. Right. And right. one of them's near and dear to my heart, uh, the uh, robotic umpires, uh, yeah. plate umpire calling balls and strikes. Give me your thoughts. I don't know much about how it's being specifically operationalized yet, and that's the part that I'm fascinated to see. Um you know uh how that how that gets implemented because i think my understanding is there will be an umpire back there behind home plate and you know he's got some sort of a device that calls the pitch for him um but what and so when then what that umpire's back there to do is to manage manage the game probably manage check swings yeah that's what i was saying check swings yeah Yeah. all that stuff but 
you got it. And so I don't know if they've got a little buzzer that says ball and strike, you know. Well, they ought to do a little deal in there, in there like his right arm. And if it's a strike, it's just right arm. Just, just shock him. Just sort of <laughs> shocks his right arm up. And if it's a ball, his left arm goes out. <laughs> well, that's just a thought. It'd be funny to watch. And I, yeah. And I don't know. I truly don't know. I knew there were some other <laughs> systems that were used where the pl- human was back there calling, calling the thing, and then the automated system would – would correct or was there if a, like if you're the hitter and you think the pitch is off the plate and you go hey check that and then quickly well, I, I think they're going to do would, half of the triple a's that way and half of uh, the triple a's where it just calls the balls and strikes and I, I think it's i think it's wonderful that, that they're at least experimenting people go oh you don't want to do that i say you darn sure you do why in the world would you want to have a human back there screwing up they've done it for over a hundred years back there and we just live with it but if you don't have to live with, believe me, a hundred years ago or back when they started baseball, if they said, "Okay, we can do this and get it right," or we yeah. can put Biff back there in a black suit and have him get it wrong, you know, they would have said, "Hey, let's get it right." So I'm all for getting it right. I think the, I think it'll. I'm fascinated by it, and I'm glad you you dug deeper into the story because that's the that's the part I hadn't done yet. But the fact is. They've been testing these things in indie ball and low A and different places, you know. And the fact that it's being trialed in triple A tells us a lot. Yeah, you'd have to figure out who who you argue with, you know. Yeah. Where do you go to argue? No. No. Well, you can. Why couldn't you have the umpire still there? He will be. And he will you, be. You yeah. can send a signal to him, and it, you'd be have to wait for a second. Right, that's got to be quick because. The, part of the rest of the game of baseball revolves around: slow. was that a strike or was that yeah. a ball? Is that a check? Of course, he still have to call the well, check. It could almost off. be instantaneous. It's on the screen. Yeah. Boom! Yeah. The, the I'm all for shocking them. The, shock yeah. that right yeah. arm and yeah. shock that yeah. left arm. Well, put them through a little pain. Hey, by the way, about it this week we talked about this week, and I said there's no way if it slows things down that they're going to do no, right. it. No, can't right. slow it down yeah. anymore. I know your quick. music playing. What's your other quick? I, I got the. Well, I want to tell you just real quick before you ask the question. I got y'all's letter here. You and Mac yeah. Owen signed. I think yeah. on your name I could maybe get one letter, and on Mac's name his signature I could get two maybe. So three out of. I, the, I would have that, no idea who this letter's from. <laughs> Does that mean you don't want to dig it? Is that yeah, it? No. Hey, next time we talk, we want to talk about NIL and baseball. Are they there yet? And uh, are we buying players or are we getting our players bought off of us? So, anyway. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, Gus. Appreciate See you, Gus. You. Thank, Thank you, buddy. You. Yep. Take care. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Uh, J&W Services, Lenko Distributors. That is Brent. You need to straddle that. I'm good. Okay. You do whatever you want to. J&W Services, Lenko Distributors, Midland, Texas. Brent Beck, Scott Blakely. What a great group down there. Has to do with the wellhead. And what does it? In Midland, Odessa. Pretty much everything. Uh, they can help you. And they'd love to help you. The Red Raiders, y'all. They do so much more. Lenko Distributors, J&W Services. It's a big operation, I'll tell you that. And they can help you with your business in the oil field. All right. Rodney Allison is here. It seems like it's forever since we've seen you. I think it's been a while. It has been. We see you on the Zoom a couple of times. Yeah. We missed you being here. The reason Rodney thinks that and he doesn't know it, he's been drugged up for, <laughs> for how long? But I ain't been taking a lot of that. That's that's part of the problem. But it's they, they, they tell you to take it and you don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's smart. Probably on your part. Yeah, but you know, I've, I've taken pain pills, and I, I for the life of me, when I 
I've never once thought, God, I got to have some more of this. No, that, I, I just get off of them as soon as I can. No, I could see where you would want. Them. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, is that right? Yeah. Just because of pain, or just because they give you? A are little, they addictive? They are addictive. Okay. okay. Because they make you feel better, or they're? I think there's just a combination. I don't know what it is. Something. I mean, but it, it's well, it's, if you take one and all of a sudden you don't hurt. I can see where they yeah. would become addictive. I, I don't want to hurt. Yeah. Well, I'm addicted, I'm addicted Advil. to not hurting. Advil's helping me not hurt so oh. bad. And I don't like to take anything. Do we want to do Donnie on this or have him call him? Do what? I, I don't do Donnie right here. No, let's have him call in. All right, let's call him if he'll answer. You ever wonder what chickens are thinking? <laughs> I heard y'all talk about that. <laughs> Part of, that's part of the show I heard. You know, I worried. I said, but you know, I, I wonder what a lot of people are thinking these days. <laughs> Not just chicken. How about these freaking humans? I know it. What, what are, are they, they thinking? What are some of the? What are some of these humans thinking? What's, what's going on? You know, I was thinking today. You know, if I'm Coach Adams, you know, I coach, and it's been 10, 12 years since I've coached. Yeah. But you had a prep. You were prepared for just about every situation to go in. And talk to your team. Yeah, you know it may be hardcore. It may be threatening. We're going. We're going. Yeah. What do you say now? Yeah. I mean, how do you go in and read a team the right act now? <laughs> you know, you're afraid they're going to quit. <laughs> yeah, more. I mean, you know, used to, used to, used <laughs> to, used to. If you lost three or four games in a row, you'd go in there and be firing yeah. brimstone and. Threatening their scholarships yeah. and now you go in there. Well, what do y'all think, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it. I mean, is everybody okay? What? Can I get you anything? Does anybody have a speech for this? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll encourage you. Last night I'm at Monterey and I'm doing the Monterey Lubbockai game at halftime. Lubbockai is up eighteen to seventeen. Lubbockai's won three games this year. Monterey's leading the district. So I'm watching Josh Davis head to the locker room, and I can tell by the way he was walking. He's this mad. is going to be serious. They came back out and played great. He inspired All right. them. Now then, if Coronado could give that kid $10,000 and have him go to Coronado <laughs> yeah, next year, does, does he Josh may coach that way? He may switch uniforms. Yeah, he might not be able Donnie. to. <laughs> got He's going to have to call in. I, I tried dialing the number, but for some reason it wouldn't work. Okay. I think we're going to do it this way. <laughs> Have you talked to Donnie lately? I haven't talked to anybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's 11 o'clock. Yeah, it's 11 o'clock. Hey, you... Donnie. Hey, is this the highlight of your day? <laughs> you couldn't wait. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I had it down, and I was just Dreaded watching it. Lonesome Dove. I couldn't hardly wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just noticed on your phone number. His phone number is two, four 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 five five. Oh, uh, you picked that out, didn't you? No, I actually didn't. My uh, assistant did that about fifteen years ago. Okay. Well, I, I, I she found him, so she said you might like this number. I said, "Well, that's a good number." Well, it's easy to yeah. remember. Yeah, that would be two Donnie Anderson, Donnie Anderson, EJ Holub. That's a pretty good way to go. Yeah. It right. is. It yeah. is. Okay, we got Rodney Allison here with us. Hey, Donnie. Who is that? <laughs> Rodney Allison. You remember him? Oh, he's, a, he's that All-American, right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I never made it to your status. <laughs> well, well, who most did? people know that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling everybody. Yeah, I didn't make it to your status. We saw you, Donnie, when you were here for Patrick Mahomes. That was kind of a neat night, wasn't it? That was a 
Patrick Holmes at his best. That was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was a lot of fun. Well, it was. Now we know you you've been sort of beat up yourself riding these coming off oh a long stretch of, of back problems. Uh what's your deal? Because I know you can't golf now. Are you about healthy again? No, I just have a bad back. It's a lower limbar is just worn out. So I uh, just can't do anything. So, I mean, I can, I, I mean, can't play golf and I don't drive a car. So hey. other than that, uh, you know, you find these women that are desperate and they want you to help them. So, He's always been looking for those. It's been a lifelong mission. <laughs> just trying to help, aren't you, Donnie? Just that's here to what, help. That's what all of us are doing. Trying to find somebody. Right. No, I got the sweetest lady ever. You do. Well, what are you guys doing besides giggling this morning? Got anything on your mind? Well, I'm wondering what's going on in the background. One time we talked to you and you're walking through the airport. Yeah. And there's a lot of background noise. But what's going on in the background today? If it's any of my business, I mean, just say if it's not. No, it's fine. Lonesome Doves on. Okay. <laughs> well, can you pause it? Yeah. We can just you operate it. a remote? He doesn't want to miss it. Don't I'm, totally waste I'm his wa- time. I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. You know, we were talking earlier, Donnie. Of course, uh, this is David Thetford and Gary. We, yeah, David, yes. We, uh. We he just kids. likes to say his name, don't yeah. he? Yeah, I, I like to say it a lot. But Rodney, too, yeah. we're all that age. When we grew up here in Lubbock, you were the deal. And I know you you already knew that. He knew that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you were you were our hero back then. Uh, uh, those were such great days and such fun days with J.T. King and out at the stadium. And it's amazing how things have changed here. But those are some of the high, those were wonderful times at Texas Tech football. And you were a big part of that, I'll tell you. I don't know. You know what to say. I know. I, know. I was wondering, what, what do you respond to that? <laughs> in form of a question? No, no, no. Like, You're yeah, supposed to say. Yeah, I was really good. Those are great <laughs> days. They wanted to ask you about the hook and ladder play that you uh, Dr. Bill Dean and the Shipley. Breakfast Club had que- a couple of questions for you. And one of you, they wanted you to relive if you if you can. You've told us before, but tell us again land, exactly how it happened. I have a question for y'all. All right. Make it simple. It's a quick question. Do they actually pay y'all to do this or is it free? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I thought. Unbelievable. Yeah, you wouldn't want to know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now well, you, tell us about Are you going to answer that question or you just want us to go on? No, I. it's a, a story of history that's probably in the archives and nobody knows about it. Uh, except, you know, Tom Wilson's gone. Shipley's still alive. Where is he now? He lives in Arlington. He, I only see him at functions, but, uh, the, we had played Texas. I'll make this short story. And they had did a lateral like that with a couple of wide receivers. And obviously we, they, they just barely beat us down in Austin, forty-nine to seven. So <laughs> close game. They did, they did a little lad, lateral type thing, but so in the huddle we were behind seventeen to fourteen, and we, uh, 
Jake called his play called 86 out, which makes Shipley would turn out and then turn back in against A&M, as we remember. And Real quick, so, Donnie, was Shipley number 86? I was wondering if that's why they called it 86 out. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think he okay. was 80, 82. I thought I just looked down and go, okay, that's me. That's me. Okay. <laughs> so we're talking in the huddle, and we're talking, and I said, Shipley, I'm going to be there. I was split off to the double wing on the right. And I said, I'm going to be there, and you get just pitch me the ball when you catch it. He said, no, I'm not doing that. I know what JT will break my lunch. I won't never eat in the chow hall again. I need, to, <laughs> I need that. I said, I'll be there. I'll be there. Well, Leroy Caffey's brother, the great Packer player uh, from A&M, his brother's named Kenny Caffey, and he dogged me the whole game, the entire game. Wherever I went, he went. So he he uh, cut me at the line of scrimmage, but I was able to put my hands on top of him so he couldn't get up. And I came across the field, and there was old Jerry Shipley <clears throat> coming back to catch the 86 in. And it, it was so precise that he didn't pitch the ball to me. He handed it off like a quarterback. <laughs> oh, wow. So I turned that corner. I still remember that the eyeballs of the defensive cornerback when he saw that I had the ball because he was running full speed to tackle Shipley, and I was going around the corner, and there was about a four-yard spread there, and it was all over. That was it. It was a 46 yards or whatever the run was. And uh, the good part about this story was, oh, Pug knows J.T. King. They asked him after the game, they said, Coach, you call that play? He said, I called 86 in. He said, the rest of it, I have no clue what happened. <laughs> that was well, good. And another good part of that story is it ended with a win. You know, it just it's just yeah. a play that happened if it doesn't result in a win, and that was a big win back in those days. Yeah, it was. It was 21-17, and that took us on to uh, – remember correctly eight we were eight and two when we went to the gator bowl that year well that was back when there was how many bowls like eight or ten i want to try to think when i went to new york uh with the, the all-american group i think there were six bowl six plus there was the peach bowl the liberty bowl and the four mm-hmm. oh no that's not right that that the Sun Bowl, Peach Bowl, Liberty Bowl, and the four big bowls. So seven or eight bowls. Yeah. That yeah. would be Was the Blue Bonnet around then? Might not have it been. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been. been. I, I know the Gator Bowl was a big bowl and that was a big deal for Tech to to go uh, play Georgia Georgia Tech and they beat us not too badly. Uh you know, we just didn't have a really great football team. We, we had a lot of kids that had a lot of guts and played hard. And we we never beat Arkansas. We never beat Texas. And then the next year, Scoville was quarterback, and they they beat, beat uh, Texas two yeah. years in a row. So well, That's great. Anyway, yeah, that was uh, – you know, it, it, helped, it helped Tech recruit some ball, ball players and Red Raiders uh, 
always had to play way over their head to get recognition because Texas got everything. And All back right. then, you'd recruit yeah. and sign. How many could you sign? A, yeah. A hundred kids. So they, Darrell Royal told me later when on the Celebrity Golf, he said, well, we'd get our 40 or 50 and then we'd get an additional 50 to keep uh, Rice and Tech and TCU and Baylor from getting some of our, our kids, some of their kids, mm-hmm. so they'd end up beating us. And then those kids, those 40 or 50 kids never played. Right, right. You know, they, they were scout team or whatever you want to call them. So, All right, Breakfast Club says that the reason that you came to Tech is that you and Larry's, that y'all's car was in such poor condition that they didn't feel like, parents didn't feel like y'all could go much further off to college <laughs> than, than Tech. Is that a true story? No, that's not a true story. Yeah, we couldn't make it to Amarillo in that car. <laughs> <laughs> Took the bus down. <laughs> yeah, we had to park at Canyon and catch the bus to take. Uh, yeah, we packed up our gear at a 53 Mercury. Uh, and it lasted a couple of years. Uh, you don't go anywhere when you get to school like that. You go home maybe Christmas and I'm sure we traded in somewhere down the road, but it was a, it got us where we were going. All right, you you were one of the original bonus babies. You and a quarterback. Who was a Barkowski? Yeah, it might have been Barkowski. Yeah, on the cover of Sports Illustrated Bonus Babies, it was you and I think Barkowski. Uh, all right, these kids nowadays, college kids with this NIL and stuff, <clears throat> they're sort of bonus babies now. Do you think you could have made a little money in college if we had the NIL? I think Tech owes me money now. <laughs> I was wondering. You know, I thought that there might be some guys that would sue. Hey, you guys, y'all should have been paying me back then. Well, just think about what they're paying these kids, what, well, supposedly what Texas Tech is doing. I think I know what they're doing, paying the kids on the roster. Well, my name's up there, and, and they got seven guys up there. They ought to pay us every day. Yeah, I yeah. think so. What do you think? We'll tell him. Well, Rod, Rodney works out there. He'll get yeah, right on Yeah, Rodney, get us some, yeah. some checks. Rodney's one of my closest friends. Yeah. Hey, Donnie, <laughs> we're about to come to a hard break. Are you ready to go back to Lonesome Dove, or do you want to hang around a little longer? He didn't well, wanna... no, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing anything. I've got my lady friend here's had hip replacement, <laughs> so we're just hanging out. So Okay. Well, if you don't mind, we'll call you, we'll call you right back after these commercials. Are you going to call me back or you want me to hold? No, we'll call you back. You don't want to listen to our commercials. Okay. Call me back. All right. Bye-bye. That's Donnie Anderson. Those are wondering. I made an assumption. He might have wanted to listen to the commercials. I just knew I didn't. You have to. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. He sounded good. He does sound good. He does sound good. Yeah. How are you? You sort of. Almost a little. I know you're not leaning over and putting your head on. (laughs) David's shoulder for any reason other than well, you, what's going he's on. He's got to find you a comfortable position. Ah, bless your heart. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.